This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. Each week we come together to discuss topics affecting your financial wellness. We break down complex topics, try to make them understandable, and we want to give our listeners the education and the tools to make sound financial decisions that's going to affect their lifestyle and their retirement. And while we're at it, we're going to try to have just a little bit of fun with it. So joining me in the studio today is Lori Gross, the investment advisor, representative, and fiduciary leading our Troy office. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Rob. And rounding on our panel this morning is our good friend, our co-host, I still want to touch stuff on the panel, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. You know, that makes you sound really creepy, right? It does. <laughs> well, Just yeah, saying. I can t- I, I can touch things on the uh, on the panel and on the computer keyboard here. It's you, Rob, that we <laughs> don't let touch anything. So It's Rob that breaks things. Yeah. Well, good morning, Rob and Lori. Thanks again for having me for having me on your show today. Uh, I'm excited to be here, as always. Now, you used a word there, though, Rob. Uh, you're throwing out these 25-cent words, uh, fiduciary. So, Lori, you're a fiduciary. I hope that's. Uh, I hope that'll clear up. Is that a... <laughs> it's a good thing. Are you taking medication for that, or what is that? No, I know Sorry. what it is, but maybe some of our listeners don't. Uh, why is that important that you're a quote-unquote fiduciary? Well, it means that I have to work in the best interest of my clients at all times. And that you're held accountable. You and have to actually- I am actually, held accountable, yes. You're audited for that, right? We certainly are. We go through an audit every single year. Wow. So I know you would anyway, uh, but you are held to that higher financial standard that you are, the decisions you help your clients make and the the options you give them for their money are in their best interests and you're always looking out for their best interests and both you and Rob do that. I think that's awesome. Well, so, that's true. And, and Tony, that's, that's by our choice, you know, not because somebody's is, is holding us to, right, to right, the fire on that. We've right. chosen to be licensed that way. Yeah. You had to take testing and get licensed to be a fiduciary. And I think mm-hmm. that's great. And uh, you guys do a good job there, of course. But uh, yeah, when you throw around the F word like that, we had, to, <laughs> I had to fiduciary, I had to stop the show for a minute and address that before we move on. But uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation today because we do this once a month, talk about what's happening in the markets. And uh, it's hard to believe that, I mean, the year has flown by, Uh, but the markets remain unpredictable, as uh, you always remind us, Rob. Absolutely. The markets are unpredictable and volatility in the last month or so has started to pick up. Our volatility index, the VIX, that we talk about pretty much uh, every month, has ranged from 15 to 25 over the last month, with 20 being the historical average. So we've seen some pretty good uh, market swings. So the market ride's been bumpy. It hasn't been outrageously uh, high as far as the uh, the VIX, 
But trade tensions with China are still having a significant impact on market forces and the behavior of U.S. companies that do have significant exposure to Chinese goods and services. Great Britain's new Prime Minister Boris Johnson is trying to suspend Parliament so he can finish the Brexit deal uh, by the end of October, as he promised during his election campaign. He actually had to go to the Queen to ask permission to suspend Parliament. I know, well, I read that. That's crazy. <laughs> it, it's just just very, very interesting in that regard. Uh, recently, we had a quarter percent interest rate cut announced by the Federal Reserve, and there's a belief that we're going to get another one of those this month, another quarter percent rate reduction. Now, the market analysts are still mixed on whether that's a good idea or not. Uh, the President Trump still thinks the uh, Federal Reserve hasn't gone far enough. So we do have uh, the situation where we're living in very interesting times. <laughs> well, it seems like there's a lot to talk about in so little time. So where are we going to start today? Well, Tony, I'd like to start with by doing a brief overview of the market's performance in August. Um, you know, the U.S. stock market, as measured by the S&P 500, continues to set new record highs, rising more than 18 percent to start the, the first half of this year. And, you know, the strong start in 2019 has recouped the poor performance of the late 2018 as the stock market continues to, to set those new highs. And, you know, for the last decade, the stock market has consistently marched up, but it has displayed some volatility along the way. And the question that we often get is, is it too late to invest in the stock market after the strong start to the year? And, you know, that, that same question has been asked many times over the last decade. And looking at the results, you know, kind of shows that it wasn't too late to invest at any time in the past decade. But, you know, there's going to be some corrections in the market, and we feel that the market will continue to grind higher over time. Nonetheless, it may not be as smooth as it has been the last decade as volatility has picked up recently. Yeah, this roller coaster ride makes me a little squeamish, but it does sound like a relatively solid month. And my, my 401k likes steady and smooth <laughs> months. You guys know that. So... Uh, will the markets get smoother again, though, or is this the increased volatility that we're going to have to deal with? Well, Tony, I believe we can expect volatility to be more than we've become accustomed to over the past many months. And even with the increased volatility, we believe the markets will still experience growth at a lower annual rate. Uh, some of the factors that, that give us comfort that the stock market can continue to advance are that the economy is still growing. Uh, the Federal Reserve has become more accommodating recently, and valuation is still reasonable. And Tony, one of the common metrics for judging the strength of the U.S. economy is looking at the U.S. GDP, the gross domestic product, which is still expected to grow around 2% for 2019. With economic growth still positive and unemployment near record lows, we feel that the backdrop for stocks is still positive. Now, the Federal Reserve last month signaled a more dovish tone, putting interest rate increases on hold and adding the possibility of interest rate cuts. We're really expecting another quarter percent rate interest cut this September. And a lower interest rate environment is generally thought to be a positive for the stock markets. Well, you know, there are a lot of moving parts here. I'm actually surprised to hear uh, that you say the Fed is considering another um, interest rate drop. I know the president's been pushing for it, but um, you're right. Uh, it's hard to figure out where the markets are going from here. I'm feeling a little better, though, than I was a few minutes ago, but only a little bit. 
<laughs> well, you know, Tony, being, being in a bull market that's lasted over 10 years, that nervousness about when the market will finally correct is natural. And while the U.S. stock market has performed well to start the year, we believe that the conditions are in place for the S&P to continue to increase you know, value going forward. Uh, stock market performance may be more volatile than the past decade, but the fundamental drivers are still in place for markets to move higher. And other positive factors you know, that we're looking at are supporting the economy and, and stock market are the, the fundamental U.S. earnings report, your, your labor market job creation, and the inflation rate. The labor market continues to display strength, and overall, U.S. earnings reports are doing okay, but, are, but they're not spectacular. And Tony, monthly job gains for the first six months of 2019 have averaged 172,000 new jobs far above the estimate uh, to be consistent with absorbing new entrants into the labor force. The job picture continues to draw more searchers into the market. That's why we saw the measured unemployment rate actually go up a notch to 3.7% in the last month. However, unemployment remains relatively low than the estimated long-run natural full employment rate of 4.2%. Now, over the past 10 years, inflation has been below the Federal Reserve's 2% target far more often than is met or exceeded that target. The slow increase in wages is one factor keeping inflation below its target level. Despite the continued strength of the labor market, upward pressure on wages remains rather tepid, increasing only 3.1% for the year ending in June. There's a lot going on. I know we have more to talk about. It's it's great info so far, guys, but Uh, I've got more questions for you. They're going to have to wait until the next segment. Is there anything you want to share before we take a quick break here? Well, Tony, our ability to get market information 24-7 really can lead to some interesting uh, side effects. We have a data overload. We really can't process everything. And so far too many people just say shut down, put their head in the sand. And that's not what we want folks to do. So for our radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 to start the process to receive your complimentary portfolio analysis review personalized to your specific situation. Schedule a no-cost, no-obligation one-hour consultation to go over the results of the review and get any other pressing questions answered. You can visit our website, outlookfc.com and click on the investment management menu and fill out the appointment request there as well if you uh, prefer that method. We encourage you while you're on our website to explore all those educational resources and on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. Take time to review today's show and all the other broadcasts by subscribing to our show on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, or you can just stream it on our website by clicking on the radio tab. We want our clients to be aware and knowledgeable about how their investment markets affect them their retirement, and their lifestyle. Because the goal ultimately we have, Tony, for all of our clients still remains the same. Retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right. Thanks, Rob. And listeners, stay tuned to listen and learn more here on Financial Wellness Radio with our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Outlook Financial Center. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 937-552-9990 or visit us at outlookfc.com. 
Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. And in the studio with me today is our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. And this is the, bleh. there you go, Mitch. This week is the September 2019 edition of Bulls, Bears, and Riding the Stock Market Roller Coaster. And in the first segment, we discussed a quick snapshot of the market's performance for the last month and 2019 year to date. And we also talked about some of the pocketbook issues, uh, how they performed for the general population. Yeah, good recap. And I know, guys, the market's been a little bumpier the last few weeks. So uh, what's next? I mean... uh, I see all these ongoing political values, the never-ending investigations, campaign rhetoric, trade talks. It all makes me nervous and wondering what to do when it comes to finances and the market. And I think we all want to minimize that fear of the unknown. We want to be calm in the face of these market ups and downs. Uh, Front and center again, that trade war with China, though, and the tariffs. How's that affecting the markets and our listeners out there? Well, you know, the stock market has has begun to correct yet again with the recent news from the White House for additional tariffs on Chinese goods. And according to Reuters, the new tariffs taking effect on September 1st means virtually every import coming to the U.S. from China will have some sort of tariff on it. And the current correction we're experiencing gives us deja vu of the correction back in May when trade discussions broke down and and we saw an increase in tariffs. And the the trade discussions between China and the U.S. have continually or, or have continued to intensify since initial tariffs were introduced in 2018. Yeah. However, we've reached a new point in the trade war as China devalued their currency on August 5th. Now, this triggered a response from the U.S. labeling China as a currency manipulator, which has not been done since the early 90s. Now, when a country devalues its currency, in this case, it's called the yuan, it assists in propping up the export economy because exports become cheaper, which gives China an unfair advantage in the world trade. And it does offset the impact of higher tariffs that the U.S. has placed on China. Wow. Okay, so this is looking like a game of chicken then with the trade (laughs) war and the international economic activity out there. Is anybody going to blink soon then? I don't think so, Tony. Uh, China can afford to be patient with their state-controlled economy, and the president is determined. So this is going to be an interesting process to go through because theoretically, Tariffs on imported goods and services will level the playing field in terms of prices for domestic producers. Ideally, consumers would choose the domestic product over the imported product, which would assist with the domestic economy by boosting our gross domestic product. Now, in practice, this takes a lot longer to accomplish as there are many moving factors simply begun just selecting products from domestic companies than importing it. Well, and if tariffs are here to stay and trade talks continue to deteriorate, corporations who import goods and services from China will be forced to make a few decisions. Um, Mainly, you know, continuing to import goods and services from China and accept the cost of tariffs uh, internally, which is gonna reduce their margins or pass along the cost and a price increase to consumers, potentially decreasing their sales. Um, Moving imports of goods and services to another country that has lower costs and no tariffs, and this could take time to build relationships and potentially see regulatory issues for them. And third, buy buy all goods and services domestically, which potentially could cost more than importing. And 
the options that U.S. companies face take time and resources to implement. And further, you know, the uncertainty of it or when a resolution will happen continue to create incremental headwinds you know, for these companies and their stockholders. So basically China and trade policy is a big source for market volatility that we've been seeing. How do we know what corporations think about all this? I mean, is there something we can look at to get an idea of what comes next from the corporations that make up the stock market? That's a great question, Tony, and the answer is actually yes. Hmm. Now, the detailed answer is very technical, so let's look at the headline version. Yeah, please. Yeah, no question. <laughs> Economists often look to an indicator called the Purchasing Managers Index, or you're here to abbreviate it just PMI, as a directional indicator of the economy. You've already lost me. <laughs> Okay, His eyes are glazing over. His eyes are rolling back. We got him, Lori. The indicator <laughs> is an index summary of surveys completed by corporate purchasing managers as to how they feel about the metrics such as new orders, factory output, employment, inventories, delivery times, things of that nature. Corporate purchasing managers, these are the folks spending the money. So they really have their hand on the pulse of what's going on. Now, they usually give answers that imply improving, no change or decline from the previous survey. These uh, purchasing manager index surveys are published on a monthly basis for most countries and regions around the world, and they break them down into two broad sectors. They have a manufacturing ses- uh, sector, uh, purchasing managers index, and a services sector, PMI. In general, here's the headline version, Tony. If you hear the news and they talk about the PMI being above 50, that suggests it's expansion and it's a good thing. Reading below 50 indicates it's contraction and people are, and companies are starting to pull back and spend less money. Now, both economists and investors closely monitor monthly PMI data to analyze the economic health and trends in the surveyed region. In fact, many investors use PMI surveys as a leading indicator of the state of consumer demand and gross domestic product. Okay, so then it makes sense to look at people who spend money for corporations, the 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 PMs, the project man, you know, purchasing managers, to get an idea on the direction of the markets and the economy. That makes sense. So, what are the purchasing managers currently thinking with all this volatility? Well, currently, both the manufacturing and services sector PMIs are still above 50, uh, which says, you know, it's in the expansion level, but but they've declined substantially in recent months. And it appears optimism is being weighed down by uh, the persistent uncertainty surrounding the tariffs, uh, the global trade conditions, tighter labor markets and higher input costs. And this has investors concerned that the U.S. economy is slowing down um, as purchasing manager sentiments weaken. This week, an indicator called a flash PMI will be reported for July. And this gives an indication of the final PMI based on an 85 to 90 percent of all the surveys being complete. And we'll be able to uh, we'll be watching both flash and final PMIs to see if current trends persist. And the health of the economy is one of the key fundamental tenets that, that we monitor in determining our market forecasts. And therefore, we'll be watching PMI data closely to see if any changes to our forecasts need to be made. Good point, and I'm glad, and we'll report those on future shows. This is a good conversation so far, but let's continue with that thought in the next segment. Is there anything else you want to add, Rob, before we take this break? Well, as our listeners are uh, are following along with us, there's a lot going on in the markets. The good news is you don't have to do this alone. So give us a call at 
502-9990 to start the process to receive your own personalized portfolio analysis review. Schedule the one hour no cost obligation consultation to go over your results, get your questions answered. Check out the information on our website at outlookfc.com. A lot of information there that you can get and videos and, and just reading information to give you a, a terrific insight into what's going on into our economy. After all, Tony, we want our clients to be aware and knowledgeable of how all this affects their lifestyle, affects their retirement, because we want all of our clients to achieve the same goal, retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 or visit outlookfc.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back to the final segment for this episode of Financial Wellness Radio. I am your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with the wonderful, the lovely, the talented Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center, of course. And you guys have been talking I'm lovely. To <laughs> he was talking You're about me. You're both lovely. Oh, uh, <laughs> Lori gets that. Good. Yeah. yeah no, that's for both of you. Uh, recent you results and historical market <laughs> perspectives. You've given us that for the year so far. And you talked about the impact of recent trade war escalations with China and the reaction by the corporate purchasing managers, the companies uh, that are, that make up the stock market that's been so volatile. So we talk a lot about the stock market. And it, as you've said in the past, that's only part of the story so beyond the basic stock market, what's going on out there, Rob? Well, in the bond and the fixed income markets, we can't forget those because they make up a vital part of our economy as well. And as we go through 2019, one of the predominant themes has been the dramatic reduction in interest rates all over the world. While interest rate cuts are meant as an elixir to struggling economies, it also has the effect of lowering rates of return for our bonds and other safe assets. As a result, Many investors are left with questions on how to generate income in their portfolios while still staying within their own personal risk profile. In the U.S., interest rates have really been declining very rapidly. The U.S. 10-year Treasury rates have decreased from a recent high of 3.22% just last November to 1.55% on August 16th of this year. Further, on August 14th, we saw the 30-year U.S. Treasury hit an all-time low yield of 2.06%. Wow. Okay, so is this why we see such low interest rates on savings accounts and CDs at the banks? Well, yeah, Tony, it, it is a large part of the reason. Um, it, it's also a major reason why mortgage interest rates remain uh, near historical lows. When U.S. rates are declining aggressively, it makes existing bonds more valuable as, they're, um, as they are paying higher than current market rates. But it creates lower return for new bond investors or, or those that are reinvesting proceeds from matured bonds. And a perfectly suitable alternative historically was to look to international bond markets for potentially greater yield. At this time, however, many international markets are paying negative yields, which means that you'll receive less money at maturity than you're investing today. And some of those countries include Germany, France, uh, Japan, Spain, Ireland, Denmark, Sweden, and Finland. 
Okay, so I just uh, Finland. We're talking about Finland all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Why help not? me out with this. Why would anyone intentionally invest in a negative yielding bond? Uh, to guarantee a loss uh, up front makes my head hurt. That's a great question, Tony. The answer is that speculators, I want you, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about speculators Mm -hmm. buy these bonds because they expect the rates to go even lower, thus making their negative yielding bond more valuable in the short term. Now, this is generally how bonds work. As interest rates go down, bond values go up, and the reverse is true as well. Mm. So, in our opinion, this is a pretty dangerous game that is not sustainable over the long term. This is also a factor why our U.S. Treasury interest rates are going down. Our interest rates are low, but they aren't negative, so people looking for some kind of a yield, even if it's low, are coming here because uh, it's not negative. So those other countries are looking at our uh, bonds and Treasury uh, because our interest rates are low, but they're not in the negative like they are over in some of the European countries. Exactly. So where. Uh, where's a nervous investor like myself supposed to go to get a better yield if the bond market isn't it though? Well, that's another good question, Tony. Um, We actually use a couple of different strategies. Uh, One would be dividend paying stocks, looking for financially healthy companies with a long track record of paying and increasing their dividends. Uh, That dividend helps offset the effects of inflation and provide a cushion to, to market downturns. Um, another strategy that we do is, is alternative income assets, uh, real estate investment trusts, preferred stocks, and senior bank loans. These assets are generally higher risk than traditional bonds, but they offer a, a higher recurring income source. So overall, if investors want additional income in the current market, they'll have to accept some higher risks. And we would not expect a lot of return from traditional bonds at current levels but they still have a place in client portfolios as a means of risk reductions. Uh, U.S. Treasury and U.S. corporate bonds, despite the recent collapse in interest rates, still provide positive relative income and can offset volatility from riskier investments. Well, this is good to know. A lot of great information in today's show, but unfortunately, our time is up for this week's show. Is there anything else, Rob, you want to share with us before we go? Well, Tony, as we always say every week, we hope the, the show was informational, it's ed- educational, that the, our listeners learned something. So we want you to do something with what you're, you've learned today. Take action. Call us at 937-552-9990 to start the process to receive your complimentary portfolio analysis review. Schedule that one hour no cost obligation consultation so we can go over the analysis with you and answer your questions. Check out the information on our website, outlookfc.com, or on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. Tremendous amount of information there that you can peruse through and generate some questions to give us a call about. Take the opportunity to subscribe to this radio show. You can do it on the podcast with iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, or you can just go to our website, click on the radio tab, and stream it straight from our website. Tony, we want our clients to be aware and knowledgeable about how investment markets work, how it's going to affect their lifestyle today, and in retirement because the goal we have is the same we want all of our clients to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired all right well that sounds great and listeners that does it for today's episode of financial wellness radio with our hosts rob burnett and Lori gross of outlook financial thank you for listening to financial wellness radio 
don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Robert Nett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.